big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Wait, can we do that thing that we like to do in the beginning? Because I kind of like Hi, that Kayla. we do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you go, Hi, Natalie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Hi, Ayana. Hey, Kayla. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Guess what? We got somebody else. Hey, Natalie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie is here with us today, guys, our first guest. We're so excited to have her here. Um, I think from the beginning, we always knew that she would be our first She one. would be our first guest. <laughs> like, yeah, easy. That was easy. We, we said that. We were like, well, we'll have to have Natalie. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, when you, I found out you guys were launching your podcast, I was like, I need to be on this podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, just because I've never said a lot of the things I've always wanted to say, but I wanted to do it in a safe place. Space, and I yeah. was like, a safe place. And I obviously, with my best friend yes, and my friend, yes. like, this is a perfect podcast. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. Before we get started, though, um, we're in collaboration today with Chicago French Press. So um, we are drinking the coffee. It's very good. We have maple pecan um, flavored coffee. It smells so good. It does. Yeah. Asia was making it for us on the stove, and when she first started making it, I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah, smells so good. It smells good. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Um, found at what? Target, Amazon, mm-hmm. and then their handles? Um, Chicago French Press. So yeah. you can find them on social media at Chicago French Press. Um, you can find their website, chicagofrenchpress.com. So We love uniform. Yes. It's so good, so you all definitely have to check it out. It's yeah. so good. I agree. She loves it too. (laughs) We all love it. And we got cute mugs too from them. So this is definitely it. All right. So uh, typically we start with the feelings forecast now. I mean, we just did it last episode, but I think we liked how it felt. starting for us. Yeah, I liked it. So we're going to do the feelings forecast. So you'll just share how your week has been like. Has it been rainy, sunshine? If it's been terrible, then it's like tornadoes and tsunamis and stuff. So... (laughs) But well, you could just share whatever. Literally, like a category four. <laughs> I, just um, I feel like it's been sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that it was like a tough week for you mm-hmm. and for some of our friends, but I think I felt like overall it's been like really, really good. Like I felt really happy being with my friends. And like yeah. being out with you. It was nice. Yeah, so it was really nice. I'd say it's been sunshine, and I That's love good. being here today too. Yeah. So it's a good day. Okay, Ayana. Oh, man. (laughs) I know. So for the most part, I had a really good week. Um, Work was very busy, which is what I like. Um, Of course, like, the announcement came out this week of Jared and I's divorce. Um, Yeah, I should have did what Jared did and just turned off all my comments to begin with. Mm But I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. And, like, by the end of that day, I, like, went to sleep crying. The but curiosity. Yeah. Just, like, it what just, people were saying. Yeah. yeah. It was overwhelming. People are, people are so, so mean. mean. And they're so harsh and critical. 
and judgmental on people it's that making they don't assumptions even know. about people that you don't know yeah. and then like that still the annoying part of like basing their opinions off of like an hour combined screen time from a 10 episode show and kind of using whatever that excuses to explain a year and a half relationship yeah. um but anyways after that day though i learned my lesson i turned off all my notifications and i've been fine ever since that's yeah. yeah we went out uh with what the whole crew with you me deep d danielle and i was like this is this is good yeah this is good so i have friends now to support which is nice um yeah it's mainly just a criticism that's annoying mm -hmm. but everything else is going slow my it. apartment is officially clean yay yay well except for my clothes they're like in a pile right now that's okay. but that's okay yeah takes time it takes time yeah mm -hmm. i'm not rushing it i'm ready to come over and visit i just yes. i had a an interesting week so oh <laughs> uh, first full yes full the first week full work? week at my internship and just back to work full time and it was good overall like I enjoyed what I was doing a lot better than what I've been doing previously mm -hmm. but it's just an adjustment getting back in the habit of like waking up super early in the morning and See, having that's a full day of work yeah like, I've never really even since COVID happened like I had that little blip of time that I was working from home but I've been in like at work this entire time so it's just like coming off of the summertime when i get to have my free time for like a good two months and then yeah. they're like okay full force like you're back and i'm it's just that part is hard so before we introduce the fill in the blank i just want you to have like a proper introduction for the people who might not know who you are um, and just for you to be able to tell who you are without yeah. the assumptions of other people. So I just want to give you the, the space to just introduce yourself. Tell us like who you are, how you know the both of us, and all of that. Yeah, so um, I'm Natalie, for anyone out there who doesn't know me. Um, I did Love is Blind with Ayana, mm -hmm. um, so we were both on the show. And... I know Kayla through Ayana, so I met Kayla when we were filming the show. Kayla came to um, the bachelorette party um, mm -hmm. that we filmed as part of the experiment, and yeah, that's kind of how I know you and why I'm here, but a little bit about me. Um, I was born in Chicago, and I was raised in the Chicago suburbs, so um, Chicago What suburb? I was, I grew up in Brigham Hills. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just like, suburb. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do you know it? I, yeah, I've heard of Vernon Hills before. I didn't know exactly where it was located at, but I'm like, I kind of grew up city and then also south suburbs. Yeah, so like in the South Holland area. So okay. not too far from kind of where we are, like yeah. further south. You're like, whatever. You're like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Chicago talk. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was like, you wouldn't know if you're not from here. But, <laughs> you don't even uh, go here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did a little stint where I moved around different places. I lived in San Francisco, then Atlanta, and then Boston, and then came back mm -hmm. um, right before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit, and then started the casting for the show. That's wild. Yeah, how yeah. the timing worked. That's how it I worked know. for and me, And we too. talked about this, like the timing of how we were here in Chicago when we weren't really meant to be, and then mm -hmm. uh, casting started. Um, but yeah, I work as a management right now I don't know what else there is to say about me like, You're like that's, that's kind of like the it. basis but yeah Ayana and I became best friends from 
um, that experiment during filming and kind of the rest is history yeah yeah it's kind of led me here um i don't know if you've even shared how you found out about the show yeah about the show i found out on instagram it was like that first or second week of quarantine and you know everyone's basically drunk that so i was drunk (laughs) and if i'm honest i was drunk and i was scrolling on instagram and i saw the application i was like eh not and and then they called me back and I was like wait no wait I was just playing (laughs) I was just playing but that was what a whole year before we actually went on the show how'd you find out about it my friend sent it to me so I didn't watch season one wow my my friends were and you just signed up for a tv show that you've never seen well I signed up with my best friend and I so when I was answering the questionnaire or the application Mm I did it without I did it without the context of the show. Uh, like, because it was just asking about, like, are you ready for marriage? Oh, like, what what you, you just thought it was, like, set, just like, another so dating just, thing? Like, yeah, I was like, I'm okay. just going to fill it out of, you know, how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then when they gave me a call, I was when I'm like, okay, I need to look up the show. Yeah. And then you watched it? I knew about it. Like, I knew about the premise. I just had never seen it. Oh, okay. But I heard that there were successful marriages out of it. Yeah. So I was all like, oh, well, it's very different from the bachelor bachelor because it's like actually leads yes that's why i did it so that's the piece that attracted me but i my friend just sent it and they're all like hey we know you're single (laughs) let's just go for it yeah like just come on apply yeah yeah but i applied with my best friend and kind of that's crazy that is wild the call and and she didn't i just (laughs) (laughs) she's in a really serious relationship right now so we always talk about like it worked out and so well for you. Yes. Worked out in your favor. Not, yes. mine. Not for us. Not for us. <laughs> Which is what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> and I forgot to say this in the intro of why I became best friends with you. But we, Ayana and I, she, well, she didn't like me in the beginning. Every time. I didn't she loves she, to share that no, part. I didn't even know she didn't like me until she straight up told me. And I was like, huh? <laughs> That's such a me thing to do. That's such a me thing to do. I didn't like you in the beginning, but she goes, now I do. And I was like, you didn't like me in the beginning? (laughs) I was like, what? Okay, I feel like a lot of people are curious about how how Ayana and I became best friends. Because I will receive some messages about how different we are. And people just don't understand How did y'all become friends? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually not that different, though. That's what I was going to say. I don't think so. We have that sick sense of humor, like. <laughs> Dark <laughs> shit. But no, pe- even outwardly, I was like, I don't think we're very different. I don't think so either. Yeah. But I don't think that people they like don't know us well enough. They don't know well. y'all well enough. But I also think that people like people got a a decent scope into who you are. But I feel like even more so, like people didn't get a scope into who you I truly agree. are. I agree. Oh, for those of you who are listening, she was talking about people got a good scope of me, but didn't get a good scope of Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, things I hear is like, oh, Natalie's so quiet. <laughs> and... <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Actually, that's all I hear is that I'm just really you're quiet. You're just quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a complete opposite. If anyone's seen... First of all, Natalie's not quiet. Natalie does weird shit. Like, if we're in a crowd in the club, she does, like, splits. Or just, like... Wait! Like, at, the Black, at the Blackhawks game, 
Daddy Lee was like, y'all want to see, y'all want to see me do a split or something? And she just did like a, a, a toe touch in the air and then went into a split. And everybody was like, do it again, Natalie. And she kept, she keeps doing it. But it's, wait. It's my party trick. No. So for those of you who are imagining, this isn't like a very well eloquent, like thought out split. This is like, oh, a, yeah. like a fling in the air, like halfway land on the ground. Type of thing. Like I'm going to be sore the next morning. Literally, <laughs> literally. It looks like she just okay. pulled a hammy type of split. I'm not going to lie. That night I did pull my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't walk for two days. And I didn't tell anyone because I was so embarrassed. That's hilarious. Because you kept doing it. I know. Everyone's like, again, again. And I was like, yeah. And then she was making that noise. So she was like, eh. People think, like, Natalie is so quiet. I don't know why. I'm quiet. <laughs> Anyways. So, Natalie. I'm so weak. you guys knew what happens on this podcast <laughs> behind the scenes, it is so chaotic. <laughs> I'm already, all the energy has been sucked out. <laughs> I don't even feel like talking about it. <laughs> like, we've been sitting here for two hours. We're a hot ass mess. Oh, Jesus. We're a mess. We it's got okay. it, though. But it's only because, like, I mean, you're a guest, but you're not really a guest. Like, I mean, you know, you're just. We're comfortable with it. It's just Natalie. <laughs> it's just Natalie. <laughs> so we're just freestyling. Right. <laughs> Trigger warning. As Ayana just said, guys, uh, this is a bit of a trigger warning. We are going to be on this episode talking about toxic relationships, um, but hopefully we'll be able to share a little bit of like a positive insight on what to do if you're in one to get out and then also how to heal from that to be able to move on and have more um, fulfilling relationships in the future. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to start with the fill in the blank, which is. I've learned to love better from toxic relationships by blank. For me, by having a soft heart but growing thick skin. Or keeping my soft heart and growing mm-hmm. thick skin. That's beautiful. That's something I admire about you. I always tell you that. Just the, the gentle heart. Thanks. Um, I'll share mine and then we'll let Natalie go because then we're going to have you talk about your story. Um, but I think that mine would be just learning how to like truly love and value myself like i don't think that when i was in the toxic relationship i had that type of awareness so um coming out of it i think that i learned like that i lacked that self-love and that value of who i truly was and that's the reason why i was staying in a toxic and unhealthy relationship because it was a reflection of how i saw myself Mm at that time mm-hmm. Natalie mine's similar to yours I mm-hmm. think um by loving myself and putting myself first yeah I think I used to always put myself second and not be considerate of my own feelings and I think I've learned just through my past experiences in relationship most recent my most recently my last one mm-hmm. to just put myself first yeah so tell us about your relationship um we got a little bit of background about um love is blind and how you found out about it and whatnot but like i think it'll be good for you to just share your experience and just kind of like you know go into a little more depth about what that relationship was like for you and um the takeaway that you just talked about how you got to that point yeah so um 
people who aren't familiar, um, I got engaged on Love is Blind, um, and that was a pretty tumultuous relationship. Um, we, I ended up not getting married on the show, but we um, got back together after filming and continued our engagement for a few months. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, it, it, there was a lot of highs and lows in that relationship. But, you know, looking back on, on it, like it was a very unhealthy and toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, and at, at the time, I, I didn't really recognize mm -hmm. the signs of um, how unhealthy it was. But now, having been out of it for several months, you know, I, I know that it was, I don't know how to say it, but it was a relationship that like, really changed me. Mm -hmm. I tell Ayana this all the time, like coming out of that relationship, I did not feel like myself. Like, I, I don't think I realized how much that relationship with my ex-fiance like impacted me as a person and truly just changed me in general. Like I felt like a shell of who I was. Mm. Um, and I don't think people should come out of relationships feeling like that. Yeah. Um, there's heartbreak, of course, but when it like fully changes you, I feel like that's when you look back and you're like, wow, like I was emotionally just like broken down yeah. from it. Um, that to say, you know, um, on the topic of toxic relationships, um, that was definitely one that was very uh, toxic. Yeah. Do you feel like when you entered the relationship that there was a part of you that wasn't fully able to like love yourself that brought you to that place to be accepting of it? Or do you think it was just the pressure of the environment? Like you were on a TV show, there was cameras, like I'm sure that makes that adds a whole different dynamic. You know yeah so I would say it was a it was less of the pressures of TV because there was points where I was like I'd be honest and be like I'm not sure if we mm -hmm. should continue filming like um, I think he was just very different at the beginning like mm -hmm. there was it almost felt perfect in the beginning because there was yeah. so much love bombing and um, putting your best foot forward yeah putting your, the best foot forward I would hear things which now looking back, we're straight lies. Yeah. And so I think in the beginning it felt like really good. And then I think I would say things changed near the end of filming. Mm -hmm. um, if we're thinking of timeline, um, when it got closer to my wedding day where I started to see like just picking up on the lies that were being told and just like cracks and and then that's when I saw just another side of my ex-fiance that I just was not aware of. Yeah. Um, and so I think in the beginning, I kind of got sucked into like, wow, this feels like really good. We feel like a fit. And then you start seeing the cracks. Yeah. What made you stay? Was it holding on to that idea of who you thought he was? Yeah. Like I always thought like, okay, well, when I first met him, he was like this. Or when mm -hmm. I first talked to him, he was like this. And I want that person I knew back then back. Like yeah. you're holding on to like, well, he just need he needs to just change back. Yeah. But quite honestly, I don't think he ever was like the person I met. I think it was kind of like a front, mm -hmm. and then his true colors start to show. Um, but I held on to kind of like that. Where's that person I knew? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what kind of kept me in it. Yeah. I think a lot of it 
also what kept me in it too is at a certain point I started to feel guilty um, in a way of did I change this person? Mm. Like, is this person the way he is right now because of me? You felt responsible. Well, he put the blame on me. So, for example, there was a day where he just did not come home all day mm-hmm. for no reason at all. He just, like, disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I would text him and be like, where are you? Like, where are you? And he'd be very, like, he wouldn't really tell me. He'd be like, I'll be home soon. And I was like, what are you, like, where are you? Yeah. And I started to get worried when it hit later into the night. Um, and then when he came back, I was like, hey, I was, like, really worried. Like, where were you all day? Yeah. I was like, at least, like, shoot me a text and just, like, let me know if you're okay. And then he would put the blame on me and be like, well, why do I have to do that? Like, you should just trust me that I'm, um, that, like, I'm not doing anything, like, inappropriate or, like, anything, you know. I don't, and then so... And he would have such a, like, a, a reaction to that, that I was like, Am, is it my fault that he's reacting like this? Mm-hmm. And is it my fault for asking for more communication from him? Mm-hmm. I it, don't know. It feels like you're being unreasonable. Yeah, and then I'm like, am I the one who is unreasonable? Yeah. yeah. And um, That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it, it I think me. it was like, me feeling guilty like oh I'm the one that's kind of changing him yeah it's like the manipulation mm-hmm. yeah. like it's that tactic of of I, like I experienced this too in my previous relationship where um it was just a lot of manipulation of like intentions that I had that were positive yeah. and they were spun around or even like general like genuine concern yeah just genuine concern and and just kind of like how you would act in a typical relationship mm-hmm. you try to act that way and then because that person is not accepting of the kind of love that you have it makes you question like so am I wrong for yeah. for trying to love on you properly for loving on you the way that I love like it makes you think like is something wrong with you it's not even like love for me I realize I know when I'm having a good partner or not when I bring up a concern like whether I'm trying to love you or not if I'm trying to bring a concern to you mm-hmm. and how you respond to that tells me everything that I need to know yeah for example in my toxic relationship I am not talking about Jared in my toxic <laughs> Jesus <laughs> in my past toxic relationship I remember I brought up a genuine concern because at the time like he was keeping me pretty much a secret but wasn't really Oof. being um honest about the fact that he was keeping me a secret uh he just said that he was being protective but nonetheless like he never posted anything about me on his instagram that. and i mentioned something about that all of a sudden i'm being called shallow i'm being called like why are you so into Instagram? Why are you so into social media? And I really wasn't at that time more than what I am now. But I will say just that experience alone, like kind of me, kind of turned me off from social media because it made me feel so much shame yeah. when it came just for bringing up a genuine concern. Yeah, because you wanted to be loved out loud. And and I, I experienced that same exact thing. And it, it kind of it brings me to back to like what you said, Natalie, like you go through that and you trying to you're trying to make so many adjustments so that you could be a good fit for this person yeah that you do end up a shell of yourself like not recognizing who you are because you've 
it is not compromised, but you've settled and you've thrown away so many pieces of yourself just so that this person can love and accept you. Yeah. I mean, I, during that relationship, I felt like I was constantly walking on eggshells. Like to your Mm -hmm. point, I could not express a concern without some sort of like, without him taking it as criticism Mm -hmm. or um, him having such an emotional reaction that I started to get scared to bring anything up. Because you're like, I don't want to set him off. I don't want to anger him. And I realize that's so unhealthy. Like, I should not be scared to bring up a concern to my partner. We should be able to sit down and talk about it like adults. Because that's how you grow. But for him, it was, everything was a point of criticism. It was things like, I found flirtatious messages between him, or what I consider to be flirtatious messages between him and other women. Mm -hmm. And he put the blame on me. He's like, I can't believe you don't trust me enough to go through, and you had to go through my phone. Yeah. I hate when they do that. And I'm like, I didn't have to if you were, like, keeping, deleting messages and keeping things a secret. Like, I wouldn't have that thought. But he made me feel crazy. And then when I asked him to see some other messages, he goes, if you trusted me, he goes, you would never ask that. And I was like, I don't at this moment. And then he would have such an emotional like reaction to that where like where he would start yelling and start using kind of his physicality to like intimidate me Mm -hmm. that I was like I can you just I was like I feel like frightened that I can never bring up a concern again and my first reaction is to console just accept and then move on because I'm like was it my fault that he's reacting like this am I the one that's you know am I like is it my fault that I am doubting his, you know, truthfulness or whatever? Yeah. So your reality starts getting so warped and you start being like, it's, I'm the problem. Like, yeah. I'm the issue. And I think that so much of that, what you're talking about shows just the kind of heart that you have because of the fact that regardless of how he was portraying himself to you and how he came at you you still try to find a way a way to be accepting of him and find ways that you can shift and mold yourself to be like to love on him and I always say like it's really difficult because when you're in those positions like you can very much after that go into a space where you harden your heart and you start to love different because of a failed experience of yeah. how like you trying yeah. to love in a proper way and things being twisted and you're like wait a minute did I do something wrong like what you were talking about and I always say like don't harden your heart because somebody wasn't able to accept the kind of love that you had to give because somebody is going to accept it and love it in the form that you give it and you can't start to change yourself because that person doesn't line up with what that looks like you know that's so hard to do in the moment Um, it's so difficult because when i know with my toxic relationship i should have been the one to walk away but even still in the end of it we had broken up and gotten back together like three times Mm -hmm. and he was the one that left and it wasn't until like months after did it finally click for me like oh this wasn't the right fit for me for for sure but the fact that like I was willing to keep going through that same cycle over and over and over again is what scares that that it scares the shit out of me that like a piece of that was even 
in me like because yeah. i don't recognize that person anymore yeah. that, I said, that's where go ahead go ahead no go i was gonna say that's with shane and i we got back together twice mm-hmm. after our wedding and so even though i recognize the highs and lows him and i had were not healthy mm-hmm. i still continued going back to that relationship because i was so set on like well it's not it's almost like it's i justified it like it, it's not that bad like even though the lows are lows, like, you know, we have like normal times too. And it's not until you're out of it that you recognize like, no, it was bad. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I was emotionally broken down and truly manipulated. Mm -hmm. But I, and I hope whoever is watching doesn't take this. Like you should never feel disappointed in yourself that you didn't recognize these signs during the relationship. I definitely didn't. And I think I had a, it's taken a while for me to come to terms with that. Yeah. Like I used to blame myself being like, why didn't I just leave when everyone yeah. told me to? Or why didn't I leave when, you know, he first did this it's thing Like the signs me. were there, why didn't I You're see? so close to it that but, it's hard to identify. Like yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really difficult to recognize yeah. because you have love and, and care for that person. And the thing that people don't talk about a lot is like toxic relationships, they, they don't start that way because if they started that way, you wouldn't have, ended up in it in the first place like you connected with that person and you all had good times together that led you to the point to love that person to not want to leave them when the signs start to appear like you like what you were talking about earlier it's like you meet the representative and that you fall in love with who that person is and you try so hard to stick it out and I like I had that same experience like I almost ended up in a situation where like I wasn't gonna be where I am today because of how toxic my last relationship was I I had to like pull myself out of that like I had to go to counseling and therapy to allow myself to accept the kind of love that I have today because I just couldn't even recognize what was right in front of me because of how much of a roller coaster I had been tossed through for like two years we talked about that about after a toxic relationship how when you get into one that is even like (laughs) even close to being healthy it almost feels boring because of like those highs and lows that you were talking about it almost it, it i won't say it's addicting but it almost feels like confusing with confusing it with passion so when you finally get into some form of some normal quote-unquote relationship it's like this feels really weird yeah (laughs) it feels boring yeah i went through that at the very very beginning like when marcus was originally pursuing me like i that's when i started going to counseling um because that's when the last relationship was ending and i felt a lot of guilt and shame like I don't want him to be a rebound like I don't want to just jump into another relationship you know and because he was a good guy I was so confused like I had this time where I was like it's too good to be true like something's gonna come crashing down like you you kind of go through a phase where you feel like you're not accepting of the kind of love that's in front of you yeah it makes it really difficult for you to allow your heart to fully open up to I thought what you could I was have. unlovable well I won't say unlovable it's just like if this man that I loved so much and I put my all into couldn't like truly love me for me then like who who else will so I just found mm-hmm. myself and even after that relationship and like these 
I'll call them entanglements. Okay, <laughs> I found myself in like <laughs> two entanglements. And one of those guys, the last one, he was a really, really, really good guy, really sweet guy. And I just couldn't figure out why I could, why I just didn't like him. Yeah. And it's because I wasn't in the place of healing to be able mm-hmm. to move forward in a to healthy relationship. Yeah. But I will say, after that toxic relationship, that's when I learned my value. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to see what, you know who I am yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I think now I've gotten to the point where I truly know my value but that's when that's when the journey began when I started to really grow to know myself and to love myself for who for who I am yeah. and not take what he did personally basically yeah Natalie how do you feel like you started to find yourself like find your way after that because I know you said that even after filming you still were caught up in the relationship for a while so what was the point for you that you were just like you know I love myself more than what I'm receiving yeah um I think it was talking to my friends and family a lot the reason why Ayana and I got so close there was a time during filming that I she was really one of the only woman I trusted Mm -hmm. during filming Mm -hmm. like I just sensed that she was a very loyal trustworthy person so I had like a conversation with her kind of detailing everything I was kind of going through in in that relationship with my Mm -hmm. ex-fiance again I think I know I held things back from you for sure oh I could tell um, (laughs) I knew what she wasn't telling me I was very protective of that relationship during filming but I could sense how much you were protecting and I think even that alone gave me like a bad feeling and I was like that doesn't like that that doesn't feel right and that doesn't feel normal Mm -hmm. But I think talking it out with someone, she also witnessed some of of his emotional reactions. Um, and I think having someone validate, like, that's not healthy. And yeah. that's not a normal reaction. Yeah. And it's not your fault he's having that reaction. Yeah. It's, like, what I needed. Yeah. But she was truly one of the few, along with some of um, the other women that kind of really saw it for themselves mm-hmm. um, in terms of, the highs and lows of that relationship yeah. I was in. But I think, again, like having the support of friends and family to yeah. not only validate, but like understand and being a listening ear and then therapy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, I had to learn skills to cope and also recognize like what I went through. Yeah. Because um, I think there's one thing of talking about it, but truly having someone kind of explain, you know, like what you went through doesn't mean you're off or doesn't mean you're broken but like this is experience like people go through but here's how to kind of like change your way of thinking and like kind of um kind of like get my self-worth back after that relationship yeah so I I did go through therapy thank Um, god for therapy I think if I hadn't had any form really my form of therapy was teaching other people how to cope in a strange way because around that same time that I broke up with my toxic relationship I was also getting sorry I was about to go. I saw the bird you were <laughs> like let me help I was getting into my professional career and so I was working with at-risk youth and I was helping them with their trauma and so by helping them with their trauma I was inadvertently helping myself with my own trauma but I I think even if it if I didn't have the exposure to what healthy is I would probably still have some form of baggage from that relationship whether I meant to or not 
I just feel like going through an experience like that, you can come out with some scars that you may not even know are there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, shoot, not even until like a year or two after you may not know are there. I know that was the case for me. I was like, I don't, like, I think I'm good. I'm healed. I'm healed. But then I'll go through like some remnants of a relationship. And I mean, of course, that's the only time where you're probably triggered, uh, where situations will come up that are similar to that and to be triggered. But um, it's when I, since the triggering, where I realized like, oh crap, like I didn't know that that still was there. Yeah, that it was lingering. Yeah. I think that I started to realize a lot of the things that were still left to deal with mm-hmm. in my relationship with Marcus cuz I'm his first relationship. Mm-hmm. And just to see the like how light he is because he doesn't have the emotional yes. baggage. It made me very aware of my emotional baggage yeah. and that I needed to process through it. And so at the very beginning of our relationship, I made that I set that out to be my intention that I wasn't going to allow him to carry the weight of my past. Like I did not want to place that on him. Cause that's a heavy weight. For it's, it's a heavy weight, especially mm-hmm. because I know that like the way that I needed to do re- relationships to get to the point that I'm at now is that I had to actually like be in relationships prior yeah. to this one. Like I was that person that was like in long-term committed relationships a lot. And mm-hmm. so I had to like let that, weight off of my shoulders um I did a lot of like I actually called my exes and like talked to them I got his permission yeah like I have two exes that were pretty serious and I told him like look I I really need to call them and I need to like release them Mm. I need to release them for me and for them I need to apologize for my behalf and oh, wow. not yeah. not necessarily looking for an apology on their end, but That's, I needed to release them. That like, has to be freeing. It was, and I, I, like, talked to them on the phone. Like, I called them, and I was like, look, you know. What gave you that idea? I don't know. I just felt like. It just needed to be done. I, I needed to, to say oh, wow. it. Oh, wow. You know, loud. and a lot of people don't get to have those conversations. There's people people love to like hang on to like well i just need closure and i'm starting to realize most of the time 90 percent of the time there's no such thing there's no and it's that closure that you're holding on to or hoping for that's keeping you in it yeah because Um, you can't guarantee that they're going to be sorry for their behalf exactly and that's what i think i noticed with my ex-fiance is he wasn't actually sorry yeah he actually doesn't doesn't understand the how do you move on from that it knowing was, like you're not going to receive any form of like a genuine apology it, it was tough because he there'd be moments where i thought he yeah. recognized where he would apologize but then again obviously because this was a public relationship he'd go on a you know a podcast and say well like yeah i did this but and just kind of explain it away but like i only said these words like i said i hate you but everyone makes like everyone says things they don't mean i was like do you remember that night like I did? Mm. Because that's not the only thing you said. Yeah. You didn't say just, I hate you and you're the worst thing that's happened to me. I was like, you said a lot more and you said it with such, you were screaming at me mm-hmm. and you were using your physicality to intimidate me that night. Yeah. But the fact, I think it's so frustrating that he downplays it and doesn't recognize or doesn't, 
like you could tell he doesn't feel remorseful for it mm-hmm. and so that is so frustrating I realize I will never get closure and he'll never understand yeah what like how he like just emotionally like fucked me up yeah and I have to be okay with that yeah because I was like I can't I I can't like his apology isn't how I move on yeah like, you have to free yourself my closure from it. is knowing that recognizing that he was not the person for me and closing the door on that relationship yep lesson but, learned that's yeah. the only way that I can like make any sense of is is like I learned so much from that relationship in spite of that relationship yep yeah and it, it allowed you to be able to know better now what you will and won't accept mm-hmm. you like because it was so hurtful and the experience was so painful and I completely can empathize and resonate with you on that like I want to validate and speak life into the fact that like your next relationship you will never have to go oh, through you'll that again. never have to yeah. go through that again. you'll never have to experience it again because you learned so much yeah. about what is is not a relationship and what you will not accept that yeah. now it, it won't be a point where you see the red flags and you decide to ignore it because yeah. because of how painful it was you know you're like i'm not the the body is going to recognize it and be like nope we're not doing that anymore like yeah. let's get out of here immediately yeah. i think one thing that like changed me was the fear i had in that relationship and i to say it but it changed me for the better of like i never want to ever feel like fearful in a relationship now you know what true safety feels yeah and i was like i can't believe at the time i thought i could deal with that like feeling like i'm always walking on eggshells i always did things not to make him happy per se but i did things to make sure he didn't get angry Yeah. yeah and i think after experiencing that and knowing it's a place I never want to go through again. Yeah. In that aspect, I was like, I'm almost grateful that I felt these, like, feelings of, like, instability and fear because I know I can never go back to that place. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, with a toxic relationship, it's when you come out of it. I mean, completely come out of it because, you know, there are some times – after where you think you've come out of it but you're really still just coping from it but when you truly come out of it is where you can see clearly and you're like okay i will never never have to deal with this again because we do not play that once i'm healed and these scars are healed like no one else can open up this no no and i remember like sitting down with marcus on our first day i let it all out i said look okay (laughs) your girl's been through some things here's everything so like this is it wait you just all of it I, but I felt comfortable to do yeah. that. Like, I was allowed the space and the opportunity to do that, um, to be able to share. And, I yeah. mean, like, it'll, it'll look different for everyone. Like, you have to, you know, go with what's comfortable for you and what feels good for your spirit and the person that you're connecting with. But, like, for me, I knew that I needed to just kind of share. I needed to lay it out on the table because in my previous, like, toxic relationship, I was so secretive. And I didn't want to be like that anymore. Like, it's like what you were saying, Natalie. Like, you're not able to recognize yourself. Like, the person that I was in my past relationship, I don't even, I don't know her. Like, it's almost like a totally different person, like an evil twin or something. Yeah. I don't even know who that person was. And so it's like when you come out of that and then you're able to see it with the full 
view you're like wow like that wasn't me at all like I can be so much better than that and I'm going to be better because I expect better yeah wait I know we feel like this because we've had like some years separated between us and our relationships but mm-hmm. like where do you think you are in your healing journey mm-hmm. because you're still somewhat freshly yes, out of it and still processing it yeah so I'm in a stage of anger yeah quite honestly <laughs> I can um mm-hmm. yeah I I so essential though. I hate you you have to go through that stage because it kind of helps you cope because I mean if anyone has the right to be mad it's, it's someone who just came out of a toxic oh, yeah. relationship yeah. you should be angry at <laughs> I'm angry. I still have some lingering anger um, at myself yeah. for just not recognizing and recognizing it, on. and just like leaving when I had to. Like he shouldn't have screamed at me like twenty times. Like I should have left. I'm in my head. I was like, I should have left at like time number two. two. Yeah. <laughs> time number but two. But by like yeah. the fact I stayed for so many of his emotional outbursts that mm-hmm. like truly broke me each time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm it's hard but I I'm angry at myself for it mm-hmm. for not and I have the sense of like why wasn't I strong enough to leave but then I rem- have to remember like I was also being like very much manipulated and gaslit at yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. Um and I recognize that now. I have a lot of anger towards him yeah. for just like treating me the way he did mm-hmm. and not feeling remorseful about it. Yeah. I don't want to put the entire blame on him. Yeah. But looking back and seeing how much I like protected him in that relationship, how much I let him just like cross my boundaries and how much I compromised and he never compromised back. Yeah. He never gave him back. It was take 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 at the end of the day. And how much I just like gave up kind of my values for him just like fills me with anger. Yeah. And when I hear him publicly say follow a narrative because I've never been honest or I've never shared Mm -hmm. how bad that his lows were and our lows were in that relationship him taking advantage of that Mm -hmm. and putting a narrative of like well yeah I did this but like and taking that Mm -hmm. like that fills me with anger yeah because I realize he's actually not sorry you said regroup (laughs) (laughs) that's the hard part about uh this too is is the fact that it's so public like in a normal relationship in a normal situation you'd be able to kind of just move on block him from everything never see him again but now it's like even if you block him on everything people are probably still going to be sending you articles yeah, and, and that's so what irritating. i hate. it's so you have irritating. the privacy to it's go through so it it's so irritating either of your situation like yeah. you all are not allowed that what do you to- crave next in your in a healthy relationship or do you even want a relationship right now right now no i um well i guess i'll say i'm not actively seeking another relationship you know if it comes it comes but mm-hmm. i think i'm still doing a lot of self work yeah yeah um and I think, you know, like I mentioned, I think that relationship just changed me in ways that, um, even though I learned so much in ways like... What not to do. Or yeah, anything. like, it changed me in a way that, you know, I kind of miss the person I was before that relationship. Mm-hmm. And before I kind of want to get that... You're trying to get back to I kind of want to get that energy and, and yeah. um, that love back for myself that I feel like was kind of taken away. Yeah. I feel that. Um, but, you know, I think if anything, I'm, like, optimistic. Like, I think I know what I want from a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I want like a very consistent, stable, comforting relationship. And I think I recognize what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Now having gone through that and also, you know, having past relationships that were pretty healthy too and just like comparing kind of those two experiences. Was this your only um, really unhealthy relationship? Yeah, I'd say this was my only relationship I've considered. I'm glad it only took one. Some people learned that lesson several times. Yeah. It took me several to get to several, several. Whether they be relationships or situationships, literally every every single anything that I've had up until this point in my life has been toxic, unhealthy. I've so I think in the beginning when I was younger, all of those were toxic, but only because I was the toxic one. And then I went through the toxic relationship where I was receiving all the toxicity. um, And I contributed to it because I just wasn't in a healthy place. But uh, after that is where I had my awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I I definitely contributed. And I think that the reason why it shifted for me was because I learned what I needed to do for myself so Mm -hmm. that I didn't continue that cycle. Yeah. Like I learned that. I didn't have a lot of self-love for myself. I really did not. I, I was placing too much emphasis on the love that I was receiving. Yes, yes. Instead of me giving that to myself. Like, I wasn't giving to myself what I expected for other people to yeah. give to me. So, it it shifted once I entered into this relationship. Because I was like, it just has to stop. I can't continue. And I think that that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Why I was able to call my exes and be able to genuinely give them an apology because I understood how I was contributing to the toxicity and it continuing you know that's a strange way to always realize like when you've grown because I can look back at my toxic relationship and say like I know I contributed to that because I was a terrible communicator Mm -hmm. I never communicated I never shared any insight I never engaged Mm -hmm. because everything to me felt like an attack I was a lot Really, I was I was exactly where Jared is now, mm-hmm. but like I hadn't gained that awareness yet, mm-hmm. and because of that, he grew so frustrated to the point of just like turning super toxic. <laughs> I know what it feels because like, it's frustrating to deal with someone who's not really giving back. Um, but anyways, I learned a lot. I think healthy relationships we all crave being safe. We all crave uh, wanting to be vulnerable without. Uh, feeling like it's going to be used against yeah. us and yeah. we, we all want to really just grow with our partner overall yeah, yeah. I agree right. and you know I think it helped that that toxic relationship played out publicly I think that was a blessing in disguise really in that watching the show too oh, yeah. and recognizing okay he lied to me here yeah. yeah you know he was telling me something else but this actually yeah. occurred and then everything afterward, right? Just things he said in interviews, mm-hmm. um, specifically in podcasts, and just the lack of remorse and accountability. I think it was those things where you start, and, and the lies, really, and how well he lied and how much he had to lie to hurt me. Yeah. Um, 
I think when you're seeing it as as almost a third party, yeah, it really it's like you get that bird's eye yeah. view. Yeah, that a lot of people probably say. crave. I will, they don't I will get. say that's the only benefit from reality TV because I remember even when it came down to like with Jared and I the mal conversation. I, I told you, like, I knew vaguely about the conversation, but I didn't see the details of it until I watched it. Yeah. And we had a conversation about it. I was like, no, you said this. He was like, I didn't say that. I went, here we go. Let's play it back. Play it. And then I just played and then I just stared at him. And I was like, now say something. Say something. That's how it was with my ex-fiance during, like, the pod stages of dating. So yeah. the first few episodes of the show where I saw how he acted with another woman and... I remember the things he would tell me, how he would love bombing during those stages and say, it's just you, I'm not talking to anyone else. Um, and things I wrote in my journal, my private journal. Oh, that's helpful. That time. So I was like, okay, I wasn't crazy. Like he was truly lying to me at this moment mm-hmm. and seeing just how manipulative he is. Yeah. To take my vulnerability and love for him and use it Yeah. Um, for his benefit mm-hmm. in a selfish way. And um, I think seeing a third party, I was like, yeah, he's just not the person I thought he was. And he is a a huge liar. That's one of the very few benefits. And I think it's like when you see it for yourself, like truly on screen, you're like, okay. Yeah, I did the right. This is, is. yeah. You could really process it. Yeah. It's not the guy who was saying, you know, it's just you. I'm not talking to anyone else. Um, or saying like on day three, you're it. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing how he lied. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I still find that funny. It's like you yeah. do realize I saw you talking to her. I see you on screen. But here's the thing, and this is where I get frustrated. Sorry, this is a tangent. But anyone who's a fan of the show, he goes, "Well, I remember he said somewhere he's like, well, on The Bachelor, like people date other women. It's not like I was like kissing. I was like, that wasn't the issue. It's the fact you were lying to me." more than what was shown on the show you were straight up lying every day being like hey it's just us i can't wait to like get Mm -hmm. engaged go to chicago blah 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 i was like you shouldn't have lied you should have been honest like how everyone else was like yeah or didn't even mention you should have never mentioned it's just gonna be you and i yeah all through the process as it was yeah it's like that's where you completely were leading me on. Yeah, because you you know what you signed up for. Yeah. You signed up to date multiple and people. And the fact but he it's... doesn't recognize that, that I was like, it's your lies. It wasn't the yeah. issue that you were dating around. You should have been honest and not lied. Yeah. And he lied so deeply. I wrote down things that he had said in the pods in my journal. Sorry, I'm laughing at Ariel. <laughs> She's so here falling asleep. You don't find this shit interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Are we boring you? Ariel just got off a flight, so I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her the benefit. Someone get a little zoom in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. Is there anything that you all want to leave off with? Like anything that you want to share, just about um, coping with toxic relationships, or like how to regain that identity of yourself back afterwards? I won't say anything specific to everyone else, but I will speak as if I'm speaking to myself who's going through that. That like, you are valuable. There is going to be a new life after this. It's going to continue. Things don't just stop all of a sudden just because you don't have that relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, you're gonna be okay. And you're gonna grow from this because you're going to intentionally learn from this. Mm -hmm. 
um, to be the healthiest version of yourself, which is going to attract also someone who is healthy. So just keep pushing through. Don't hold on to that baggage. Don't expect. And sorry, just keep it pushing. And we're about to damn self. <laughs> grow, girl. That's grow it. and flourish. That's it. That's it. I hope whoever's like listening to this, if you feel like you're in a relationship that's unhealthy and toxic, I hope you take away from us like recognizing the signs of that and um, and knowing that there's other people around you that probably went through it mm-hmm. and like don't ever feel angry at yourself or disappointed in yourself mm-hmm. um, because it's not you yeah it was them and um, I also hope that friends of people who are in toxic relationships like I hope it gives you an understanding of why people sometimes stay longer than they should have in those relationships yeah. and how you could kind of empathize with your friend and also kind of support them through it. Yes. And getting out of that relationship. So that, that, that's what people take away from this conversation. Yeah. That's the point I was going to bring up. Like don't isolate yourself um, and to really lean on your friends. Like I think that literally the, the reason why I got out of my toxic relationship is because I remember one day I was on the phone with one of my friends that at the time was in a relationship that everybody thought was pretty healthy, um, but she was really happy at the time. And it was that moment for me, her sharing with me how she felt in her relationship that was the, like, the little ding in my head, like, it's time for me to go. That's crazy, because Natalie said she experienced the same exact thing when she heard even Jared telling advice to Shane. Mm. I also wanted to say that I feel like one of the main things is to not isolate yourself when you're in that situation because I feel like my friends carried me through that toxic relationship. I I was always very vocal about what I was going through, even if I felt like they were tired of hearing me talk. I just continued to, to share. And I'm grateful that I had friends that were willing to listen to me say the same shit over and over again, but like they were there for me. And the moment that really rang in my head, like I have to leave this relationship was just through sharing with my friends and one of them being in a happy relationship at the time and she was sharing just her feelings about her relationship and how it feels with them together and it was that turning point for me like I don't feel that way and this is what I deserve and it's something that is tangible it's reachable but I have to want that for myself and that was the moment that I was like yeah I have to go like I can't continue in this in this way or in, on this path my friends kind of carried me through yeah and you realized that you were in a toxic relationship when she talked about her healthy oh, one yeah no i was i feel like i was in the same place i mm-hmm. think when i started talking about my ex-fiance to my friends like ayana and my other friends as well and they also met him and kind of like witnessed mm-hmm. kind of the toxicity in that relationship is when they were the ones to kind of like support me through leaving that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I you were the first person I really talked to and kind of opened up about how there were some cracks into a seemingly perfect relationship. I'm yeah. happy that you did though, because I could tell literally no one else knew what was going on and that like pains me. I know we weren't that close then, but we were growing to be closer because of that, because of you taking that moment to be vulnerable with me. But I realized literally no one knew what was going on because at the reunion, everyone was like watching and like, 
oh yeah, I just want to say that I loved watching your love grow. And I was just really quiet over there because I wanted to be like, everybody shut up. Like, you don't know what happened. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. So the only person who really knew were me and Jared. Me and Jared were just like, I really wish everyone would stop talking. Though. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how it is. Like, it's the perception. People yeah. look at a relationship and they see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And they it, hold on to that. Yeah. But it's like, you, you guys don't know anything. Yeah. I think the cast knew some pieces like they had seen some of his like emotional outbursts Mm -hmm. but I don't think they realized how it played a part in our relationship yeah so well I'm just happy that you're you're moving on Mm -hmm. and your healing process has begun and although you may be in the anger phase I know it won't always last and you'll grow out of this and you'll really look in retrospect and you'll almost feel so distant from the person that you were and the feelings that you were feeling then. Um, and I'm excited, just the fact that you've even started that process. So. Yeah. I think it really helps me talking about it. Yeah. Um, because I've never really, I've had very few conversations. And when I do have the conversations, it's really with like my inner circle. Yeah. Um, but I think I come to the realization like I should share this in hopes that yeah. it resonates with someone or it helps someone. Mm-hmm. And that also, I'm not protecting someone that hurt me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I shouldn't protect someone that... That's how I felt. That's such a huge step. I felt the same. That's why I didn't want... So I went on the show, and I wanted to talk about my toxic relationship, knowing that, like, he was someone that was fairly well-known and that people would know who I was talking about. But I held myself back from sharing that piece of me, although that is a heavy piece of me. But at some point, you get to the point where it's like, it's not my job anymore to hold myself back just because I'm trying to protect you. Like, this is still my story. And you did what you did, not saying that I'm saying these things to be spiteful. However... Um, if I want to share to like forward someone else's journey, then I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. As you should. Hey, so. man. Thank God for healing. Mm-hmm. Thank God for growth, people. Yes. We're here and we're better than ever. Yeah. Well, maybe not better than ever, but we're getting better. We're getting than there. <laughs> Look, we're getting there. Okay. Be That's patient. so good. Yeah. Well, Natalie, I'm happy that you like that you were able to open up and talk about it. I know that that's really difficult, and yeah. it's a for me especially. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge first step. You know, to be able to, I think since everything happened kind of publicly, mm-hmm. to be able to publicly share your piece. Yeah. And I hope that that kind of like can give you some healing um, and that people will be able to connect and resonate with what you shared because I think you shared a lot of like really powerful things that people will be able to connect with. So. Yeah. Well, yay. Thank you. Well, I wouldn't have, have done it on any other platform I than two know. people I love. We love so, you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, you saw that she reached over to touch me, right? Yeah. That, that was I a know, big step, too. We're I getting better. I'm working. So for those who don't know, Natalie is not a physical touch person at all. She'd rather just talk shit about look, you look or at, with you. And that's her love language. That's how if people hear us talk to each other, they might think that like we're crazy because we're like calling each other bitches and like basically roasting each other but that's our love language but I am a very big physical touch person and Natalie hates being touched but we're working on it and she's getting a lot better you gotta enter enter way into versus me and Ayanna we're We're just like over here cuddling I know you guys are like on top of each other and meanwhile I'm like what the fuck but yeah no I mean Thank you for letting me be your first guest. Yay, Yay. our first guest on I feel like like just lighter after this conversation. I love it. I love that. Well, we got to do the the social. So, Natalie, where can people find you at? Give them your social media. Okay. 
Okay, um, my social, what is it called? Social media. <laughs> oh, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Natalie Nina Lee, and um, that's also my TikTok handle. Yay! Ayana? Yay. Oh, uh, at Ayana.Amore. And as told by dot Kayla, and then as always, our Instagram is fill in the blank underscore. So thank you all for watching today. Um, we hope that you got to enjoy our guest and our conversation about toxic relationships and you all were able to take something from this. So yeah, we'll see you all next time. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You won't see me. Bye. <laughs>